Ladies and gentlemen, welcome inside Valley of the Nerds. My name is Brandon Rosenthal, and alongside me is Alex Munoz. Today, there is no Manny. Oh, he might make an appearance. Um, he got the Rona, um, and he's just dealing yeah. with all the uh, things that come with it. So uh, best of luck to you. Hopefully, we see you tonight, and um, much love to your family, brother. But um alex how are you my man you doing all right man i'm doing good i'm doing great yeah yeah trying to stay safe all that good stuff yeah exactly you know we're all going to be in health and safety protocols at some point like we're all nfl players or nba players or something so um you know it's been a couple of weeks since we met we had um a few episodes of book of boba yes um, which is now slash like the mandalorian <laughs> right so, which, seen the which, latest episode yeah i mean it's just you know uh, a story about mandalorians so no spoilers exactly. there and then we'll get into spoilers in a second um we you know alex had a couple of show he had a show recommendation i had a show recommendation and we just got a breaking news manny will text when he wants to come in so we will definitely uh pop off take a break um it's actually friday night january 28th it's close to 9 p.m you know this is late the late hour for I guess it's not even that late, but it's late for us. <laughs> it's like the late hour. It's not even nine. Right. But so we're going to talk about a few things. We are going to hit on Book of Boba, and we are going to talk about that episode that just came out. So spoilers if you haven't seen it. Um, we are going to discuss some DC things that Alex has on his mind. And then whenever pa- Manny pops in, we'll see what is on his mind for sure. I always want to ask him about Ghostbusters because he literally talks about Ghostbusters all day, every day. He has not stopped talking about that oh. movie since it came out on Blu-ray. And now that he's in quarantine, I'm sure he's watched that movie. <laughs> like, is there anything yeah. left on the you digital copy? <laughs> Man. All right. So um, let's let's get started on Book of Boba, Alex. And we're going into spoiler territory, everybody. So um, earmuffs or just fast forward to the other parts. So um, Let's talk about the last two episodes of Boba. So we had episodes four and five that we've missed. So why don't you go ahead and take it away? Actually, you're going to have to oh. kind of help me out here on the on the episode prior to, to this episode four. I guess it would be get me started and then I'll... I'll... I mean, episode four was more of like, uh, I think the first half of the episode was a little bit slow, right? Um, it was kind of filling in the gaps of how he met... Um, What's her name? Oh my God, Minka Wang. Fennec, Mink- Fennec right? Fennec, Fennec Shan, yeah, Fennec Shan. Ah, yes. Now yeah. you got me. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, and yes, so, yes. oh, good. He's setting up his gear. So, um, like that's it's filling up that story. And the first episode, the the first half of the episode was somewhat slow, and then yeah. it and and then it picked up. Um, yeah. And this pet then, but it was really just a filler, right? And mm-hmm. it was clearly just a filler to get to here. Oh, and it did set up, um. Obviously, what we kind of saw was um, the Wookiee is going to now take, now work with Boba. So now he's going to have this like, so now he's putting this team and then they're like, at the end of the episode, it's like, we need muscle. And then Fennec Shan's like, well, I know you, if you got credit, you got credits, credits buys muscle. And then you hear the um, Lauren, whatever his name is, the flute, and you're like, (laughs) oh, they're going to go to Mando. So it's like- I come on your show, you come on my show, blah, blah, you know, just like, so, um, and just like we were kind of texting in our Valley of the Nerds group, this Disney and Marvel are taking the right approach here, where it's like, yep, a series, like we're talking about WandaVision, WandaVision is essentially 
the mm-hmm. preview to Spider-Man, which is the preview to Doctor Strange. They're connected, but they're not like, it's not WandaVision season two. It's not WandaVision season yeah. three. It's just this story is, the, that story is, is told. It connects directly to this, but it's not part two. It's different. Um, right. And I, I like that a lot. Um, I think it's really good storytelling. And um, yeah, so they left off and this episode five, and they, you can you can pick up from here. And episode five was all about Mr. Mandalorian. Yes. I mean, like, right, Din Djarin, right. man. This was all Din Djarin. So, so, so in episode four, going just going back to that, I mean, he he's clearly putting together his crew, right? He he is fighting for his spot. He wants to be the the if I'm going to pronounce this correctly, the the demo of, of the, I of, think Dymo, right? Dymo, call it. Yeah. Sorry, of of the uh, you know of the uh, are you underworld who there? Are you, who are you offending? Are the Star Wars fans? That... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. How many how many yells and screams that, that just happened because of it's uh, how Dymo, I mispronounced you idiot. it? Oh my god! Exactly. I know. No, I know. But he, it's a slow burn. Listen, it's a slow burn. It's a slow build. So that that's been the number one complaint, and I. I can't help but think it's because a Mandalorian did what it did and it's left such an imprint and it, and it introduced so many great characters, so many great scenes, you know, uh, was, you know, many different planets, et cetera. Whereas this one is staying, you know, up until now on Tatooine, right. With little flashbacks here and there, but stayed on Tatooine and, and it is basically, okay. Boba's made it out of the pit. You see how he survived. You see how the Tusken Raiders, you know, both took him in as a, as a, I guess you would call it a slave, but then eventually he, he won their trust and, 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 and respect and, and how he learned his trade and how he, how he grew. Right. So it's a slow burn. And, and I, I gotta believe there's going to be a payoff. I, I really do. Right. So here we are in episode four, he's clearly building this crew. He's already got Fennec on his side. He's got the, uh, the speeder gang there, the Nickelodeon speeder gang, as everybody seems to, you know, call him. You know, now, now he's got the heavy hitters, right? Now he's got a crew that includes, you know, the Black Wookiee. I mean, this dude is badass, right? It's it's all the power uh, that we've always wanted to see, all the power and speed and strength and everything else of a of a Wookiee, but it, but in this dude with an attitude, right? And then, yes, at the at the end of the episode, we know something's coming. We know where it's going. Jump to episode five. You're expecting to see the desert dunes of Tatooine. Instead, what do we hear? The the familiar music of the Mandalorian. Episode five, if you've seen it, if you haven't, you know, well, too bad you should. It's no, all we, about we're, Mando. We're already in spoiler zone, man. This is already... we're already there. It's our it's all about Mando and and mm-hmm. what's been happening to Mando, which is great. It's not a flashback. What's been happening to Mando since he got the dark saber. And what we what we find out is he is still working some jobs to really kind of build up his, 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 you know, everything he lost from the series, right? Primarily his, his razor crest and, and a couple of other things he wants to do, but he's, he is right now in control of the dark saber, right? He won it in combat, which is what you're supposed to do. And that gives him, you know, basically he is uh, to rule Mandalore. If you have the dark saber in your possession, which was forged by a thousand years ago by a clan of Mandalorians, you are the de facto ruler of Mandalore, right? Until somebody defeats you in combat, then then it, it goes to them. But he's he's trying to figure it out, and 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 uh, it, he he comes back to the forger, right? To a couple of things he wants to do, a couple of things that need to happen. Yeah, that was cool and to see, gets, see them again. 
Yes, and he gets challenged. He gets challenged by somebody who who is considered his friend, but we find out is somebody who was in the line of the clan that uh, forged the dark saber. Uh, they 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 they, uh, they go into combat. They get he gets challenged, and 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 Mando, no surprise, wins. So he's still in control of the dark saber, but it's it's setting that stage of of what's going to happen. Is he going to pursue? the leadership, if you will, of Mandalore. What's going to happen there? What's how is he how is he going to keep uh that going along with any other interests that he has, right? So so it was all about that, all of that introduction of that world. And and then and then we also have hints that he is, although he doesn't appear in this episode, Grogu. Grogu is going to make a reappearance at some point. We all knew that. And he alludes to him. So so it's great that they keep touching back on those points. And, and, you know, it's, it's a wonderful episode. He, 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 uh, we get to revisit some of the characters from uh, the Mandalorian and this one, which is great, but the key, which is what you were uh, referring to earlier is we find him back on Tatooine and Fennec's looking for him and Fennec's looking is looking for him because like you said, money can buy muscle, right? Which is what he is. And, and that's who he's going to come in as he's going to join up with Boba Black Wookiee, Fennec. I mean, that's a that's a badass group, right there. And and I, I, what I like what this show is doing is um, they're letting everybody know, like you know, in Star Wars with Episode and pretty much all nine episodes, you the heroes killed people, but only in like self defense when they were yeah. being attacked. Yes, Mando just like slices dudes in half. Like he doesn't give a crap. Like that was badass. And and same with Boba too. Like in the previous episode when he got that shit back, and like he like gunned those dudes down, and then he looked at Fennec. Fennec's like, "Yep, yeah, yeah, yes, (laughs) got to do what you got to do, bro." There's a there's a great scene where we're in in this episode, and and you know we're not going to go over every single minutia and every single scene, but there is a great scene where. um uh, mando uh comes in to to uh to collect a, a bounty collect somebody to take them in and a fight ensues and he, he takes down these other guys uh compatriots and he's going to take this guy in but instead of just taking him in like he says i can take you in warm or i can take you in you know uh was it cold yeah take yeah him warm i can take you in cold he, he decides in this case yeah i could have taken in him in warm but you know what i'm not going to i'm taking him in cold and it is just fucking badass. Like, it, yeah, exactly. It really is. Yeah, and, man. And it he, goes he to just... show you, like, these are not, like, real heroes. Not the traditional, no. And not the traditional sense in Star Wars. Yes. And, like, I, I like that they let you know, like, yeah, these guys just, like, he'll kind of kill people. And, like, that's, yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. not your Luke Skywalker, like, you know, all-time hero type. Right. And right. I do love that, like, that Mando is just a different type of character. Yes, he's still showing his softness as a human yeah. being, like you know, as a as a man. You know, like yeah. he admitted to, and at the end of the episode, like he admitted to taking off his helmet, and then they're like, "Yeah, you got to get out." And he's just like, mm. "So, I think that's setting this. Obviously, it set the stage for no ship. Well, and then he gets a ship, but yes, uh, no, no ship, no crew, yes. no Grogu. Yeah, and so now he's like." depressed Alorian, <laughs> you know like just sitting there like damn uh, so and the, sh- the ship callback like you yeah. can, these shows are, are bleeding in together to it's going to be like essentially whatever season three is it's these yes. two 
this isn't season three of Mandalorian and season three of Mandalorian is going to be season four of this story. Yes. Yes. You know, like what, well, that's really what's happening here. Th- th- they're so intertwined. Yes. 100%. And, you know, we're, we're now all these little mini world building exercises where it's like episodes, you know, six and seven were so large scale. Right. Right. And these are like, so interesting. Like, all the old characters are just like so important. The, fucking jawas and yeah yeah oh, but but i will say um a lot of people yes. have been talking shit about this last episode before this past one before man oh the tuscan raider oh, massacre would well, not that tuscan raider massacre mm. but but it did the part where he where boba crawls out of the sarlacc pit oh yeah and yeah. he's looked then he looks for his armor yes but he forgot i guess I don't know that like he forgot it was on. I was like, I don't know. Like, who cares? Like, <laughs> people really like it's like, oh yeah, they found a continuity error. I'm just like, I, oh, I don't, fuck I, them. Don't, I don't know if that's really a continuity error. And if you ask Favreau, he'd be like, I don't know. He forgot. Like, who gives a yeah. shit? Like, you know, yeah, I mean, he's he, been through some shit, man. I mean, I don't, I don't remember yesterday, and I'm pretty functioning, pretty well functioning. I didn't, I didn't you know. Come I, on. Wasn't, I wasn't in a sarlacc. You know, yeah, exactly. I don't know what it's like sarlacc. in a sarlacc pit. So yeah, like you said, it's we're now building this team of it looks like pikes. Which is those yep. weird alien fish-looking things. Yes. Versus the two Mandalorians. Oh, yes. And, and then I think we're going to see this little like, are Boba and Mando going to make like a little Mandalorian clam? Is, is that what's going to happen? You know, <laughs> hey. like, you know, like where it's like an anti-Mando clan, or it's this is the new way. I, you know, yeah. I, yeah. I don't, I don't know, man, and. Maybe when we see Grogu and this dude's gonna be like fucking Groot. That's what oh, I think. Oh, can you happen. imagine Grogu now joining them and being just a you know just another badass? And in their in their exactly. Plan? What if he's like a teenager and like I I think it's gonna be like how Guardians did Groot, where all yes. of a sudden Groot's now like a, a kid. Oh. And it's I I think that's when we're gonna see him again. I don't think we're gonna see Grogu for a, a couple of like seasons. Yeah, yeah. And maybe, but but when when he does reappear yes it's going to be like pretty magical like everybody's oh, it's, it's, super it, excited to see this kid again yes a kid like we all like know him love him. and like look baby yoda took over the world dude like he really did like oh fuck yeah i mean he's he's everywhere to, to this day he's everywhere mm-hmm. you know my, my, the thing i was thinking about as i was watching this episode because again all of this has been about book of boba we were all excited when we saw that book of boba was coming and, and we're still excited of course but then this this one was fully focused on the Mandalorian, right? Brought the Mandalorian back into sure the did. fold, right? My thought was, well, gosh, should they have done it the other way around? Meaning, book of Boba first, kind of, kind of, you know, start that, get that, you know, put that in everybody's head, and then and then bring the Mandalorian in. But 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 I think they did it. Not I think I know they did it the right way. We understood Boba. We know Boba is going to be a favorite character. We understand that he's going to be well-loved and we're going to love to see what, what, what this story now holds. But by introducing the Mandalorian, it's that whole mythos of, of, of Mandalorians and what they're all about and the way and their customs, et cetera, with this awesome story. And then you, you pause it for a second and you say, Hey, by the way, Boba Fett's here. Fucking everybody goes crazy, loves it. You know, he's doing his thing slowly, slowly. And now the Mandalorian comes back in. Right. And so they, they, they just the timing of it, the, the, the way that they presented one story, present another and then and then bring it back. You're just like, oh, fuck, yeah, you, you guys just you have a plan here, which is what we all want to see. Right. And, and so, you know, they have a they have a plan in between like what Star Wars, what 
I guess the Star Wars family is doing right now. It's it's yeah. not, it's no longer Star Wars. It's like the Star Wars media or like the the MCU essentially, whatever they want to call it. Yeah. Um, you know, they're building in between episode six and seven with Mandalorian right. and Book of Boba and yeah. and what's going on there, um, and with a um, Ahsoka too. Like, don't forget right. about the Ahsoka series. That's going to come. Yeah. And you know, so it looks like somebody might be popping in soon, man. Look, okay. I get a Great. guest appearance. Yeah. And then you have on the other side of things, you have um, between episodes three and four. Yeah. Um, Obi Wan. Right. And then the Obi-Wan series. And yes. that's going to be something super special. And then yes. you have the Old Republic, which is going to be before all this shit. Right. And so that that's exciting. And you can see, like, you're talking about the plan. They have a, a, a good plan now. And they're leaving the Skywalkers behind. Yeah. You're going yeah. to hear little hints of them. And yes. That's wonderful. Like, I, I really do. And it should, like, having, sprinkling Luke in the right way. Yep. That is like, great. Sprinkling Leia in the right way is great. Sprinkling, yes. like, I would love to hear, like, oh, oh, now that they're bringing Wookiees back in, like, yes, let's, let, let's get a Chewie shout out. He is, you yeah, know, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, like, he died for five seconds in episode nine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, hey, buddy, welcome, welcome. Yeah, man. yeah. Hey, joining us live. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for uh, having me on. Can you hear me? We yes, can hear, we can hear you. you loud and clear. All right. You can hear me through the microphone. Just fun. Yes. Yeah, man. All I right. think I think Dr. Fauci's behind you. No. Dr. <laughs> Fauci. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, buddy, welcome to the show. We were just talking about uh episode five of Man uh Mando yes. slash Book of Boba. Ah, yes, yes, yes. I just got I texted you guys uh much yeah. earlier that uh I had just gotten done watching that episode, and boy oh boy, did that episode make my nipples hard. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think First of all, I'm just going to say that this, in my opinion, right, I think it's not the best of the Star Wars series that we have. <laughs> it's um, Book of Boba, you mean? Book of Boba, Book of Boba, Feb, whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's, I mean, it's good, but it's just, it's lacking. You know, it's kind of like the Star Wars version of uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'll put oh, it that way. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> hey. But. Hey. Now, however, however, I will say that I understand the character's motivation and everything that he's doing. I, yes. I completely understand it. I don't know. I, I mean, I've, I, I just I came in late to the conversation, so I don't know if you guys have already discussed this, but I no, we actually haven't. So um, we haven't. No, okay. we haven't. Not the motivation. Oh, so perfect timing then, I guess. We're just talking about like fan, like fan service, really, like how this is like pretty much. This is what the series is about. It's bringing to, it's the fan service, and we are talking. Yes. Probably we talked about like Mando and. Yes how- and no. I feel like I think it's it is fan service, but it's trying really hard to kind of like open it up a little oh, too. It's definitely world building too, for sure. And it's it's world building, but it's in a direction where it's like, it's it at this moment in time it just feels inconsequential inconsequential right um so i feel like it is i mean did we have to see a redemption story for boba fett or what would he, would we have been a lot happier just starting kinda... on episode five right now like on this one well, <laughs> this no was I, mean, I mean after he falls into the pit i mean like yeah. I, I just he would have been remained mysterious as is kind of thing right i mean yeah. but i feel um I understand the motivations of the character of what he's doing. I, I feel like it's kind of like he's understanding the concept of a tribe, AKA family. Right. 
And, you know, I feel like family. Yeah, I feel like Dominic Toretto should come in and be like, we're family, right? I mean, maybe um, he, if dude, he get, if and he, he gets stars and he, in episode six. And he's six. bald like Boba, right? But, I, you know, he's understanding. He's kind of like, so the way that I'm looking at it, the way that I'm seeing this, I'm looking at it through the lens at the same lens that I remember watching um, uh, The Godfather Part 2, right? Like the, the, the journey that Vito Corleone went through. Right. Where he realizes that he can't do this alone. He needs a tribe. Right. And to protect each other. Like, you know, he's tired of that life. He's tired of being used as pawns. He's tired of letting rich a-holes kind of like dictate, you know, just being tools for these rich assholes. They're like, no, he's like, it's our time now, you know, instead of, you know, it's time for us instead of begging for a piece of the pie, let's bake our own goddamn pie. Right. So I understand that. I, I kind of get that and everything like that. And I think the rest of the fandom, based on what I see on Twitter, you know, which is like the apex of, you know, intellectualism. Um, <laughs> um, you that know, we read it, actually. That's yeah, the apex. <laughs> or, or 4chan or whatever. But, you know, they I feel like they're kind of missing that point. They're, they're, they're like they're not understanding that arc that they're trying to convey through it. That said, is it the best story that i've seen in the star wars world i mean i mean it does it is better than let's say the you know the rise of skywalker <laughs> that's for sure yeah, it's better yeah. yeah yeah it's it's better than that horse shit but i feel like it's like it's not really doing a whole lot to move things on forward aside from the world building now do i want to see machete like kick ass hell yeah i do want to see machete yeah, by the way talk about machete showing up yeah by the way you know that like was, that was a cool surprise yeah, so that was a very cool surprise. However, I will say this. When I saw the very first episode of Boba Fett and I saw that it was directed by Robert Rodriguez, right? You already knew. I, 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 I leaned over and looked over at my wife and I said, if fucking Danny Trejo does not appear in this damn series, I am going to be so goddamn disappointed. And surely enough, yeah, they're here, boys. Yeah, exactly. Here, yeah. here, he, come, here he comes this fucking Vato from Pacoima coming in. And he's like, you want this goddamn pit bull or not? You know, it's like, <laughs> I mean, it, ma- it makes sense that they chose Danny Trejo, a guy from nope. Cholo, to bring in this giant beast, which is like the Star Wars version of like a goddamn pit bull, yeah, right? He breeds them, yeah. Breeds them, right? He no, breeds they're sweet. It's, they're, it's all about how they're raised. Oh, and remember, <laughs> you remember, remember how he said it was like, there's a misconception about them. You yeah, know what exactly. I mean? I know, same thing. That's funny. It's the same, it's the same goddamn talking points from the goddamn Cholos, right? So. <laughs> But you know, I, I do want to say like um, one thing. Some of these episodes probably could even squeeze together for sure. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And uh, one thing that makes me laugh every time he does, he's like, "I am Boba Fett." <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, there yeah. are some, there are some little like he isn't the best actor for sure, no. but he actually is. He's good at he's good at Boba Fett, and clearly yeah. Boba Fett is like it's like not this like. This awesome bounty hunter, not a great intellect. Fennec, <laughs> Fennec kind of really runs the show. She's yeah. like, like well, she's clear. But, but I do say, Manny, I think we're not there yet. Clearly, yep. the the purpose of this show was to bring Mando and Boba together after Grogu, and now yeah. we're finally got there. And now yeah. it's like, but what is the Pike Syndicate like? I don't, you know, maybe that's more of the books. Maybe like I don't, they, you know, they didn't have an effect on it. The episodes four, five, and six, and they were nowhere to be seen in episodes seven, eight, and nine. So unless the Pike Syndicate is turning into um, what's his name's crew, uh, the emo, the emo boys, 
um kylo's oh, kylo's I, boys. oh gotcha. kylo's, kylo's boys I, I, yeah no uh, the, oh, the, the, the house of ren or whatever the, yeah. i think ren and Stimpy or whatever the, something ren right yeah the, yeah the, the something of Ren. It, it'll be interesting to see if they can tie it into those episodes in any way they, and see they if will. they can they salvage will. those episodes in any way. Something that makes you say, oh, I want to go check it out again for these little uh, you know, bits and pieces. Or maybe I, something tells that, me that's not going to happen, but. Or, or maybe, uh, you know, all the plot holes, all the, all the holes that were left. A lot of fucking holes. A lot of holes, right? You, there's so many holes in that damn trilogy. You think you're walking into the damn one of those clubs in Hollywood, right? <laughs> um, you know, all the when you walk in, all you and and then what they're doing with this series now is like they're basically stunting on these hoes, right? Yeah. I, by the way, that's a that's an expression that I just learned earlier this fucking week, and I love nice. it. Nice. Um, I'm you 40 years old, and I and I heard it, and I'm like, stunt on them hoes. You I'm didn't like, know that. You didn't know that phrase. Well, I'm 40 fucking years old. What do you what? Yeah, I'm, I'm fucking TikTok all the time. Come on, you know that uh, phrase is before TikTok, dude. Stunt <laughs> on these hoes or them hoes. I don't know, whatever. Stunt stun anyway, on them hoes. On them hoes, which is what you know, the that's something I use all the time. In my, miners, by the way, in my work email, you know, like, hey, 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 you no football until next week. <sighs> you play nice. I have so much to say about that shit, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, like you know, going back. That said. Am I unsatisfied with the Boba Fett show as a whole? No. Uh, am I wowed by it? Not really, though, right? You know, so, but, you know, I think going back to the holes and all that, I think they're going to use all these shows to kind of like lay down the groundwork for other, you know, for other storylines, for other bits of information that are going to fill in the gaps that felt lacking in the, you know, that newer trilogy. Well, right? that, that's where we, that's where you, when you came in the call, that's what Alex and I were talking about here. We were talking about how Mando's filling in the gaps between four, I mean, I'm sorry, between six and seven. And mm-hmm. Obi-Wan's going to fill in the gaps between three and four. Older public's going to, you know, start between it before episode one. So they're, they're going to, if they don't like something, they're going to retcon that shit and be like, eh, actually, this is yeah. just like, just like Marvel did with fucking Thor, the Dark World. Like, yeah, nope, it's important I- now. Yeah, I I don't know, man, but I I you know with episode five of Boba Fett, or should I call it Mandalorian season three? Um, I am Boba Fett and Boba Fett, but I I was very very satisfied, and there was a lot of it that I geeked out on, like a lot of Easter eggs, or like massive Easter eggs, I guess. Uh, I mean, there's a pretty massive one we didn't talk I about mean, yet. Yeah, I mean, so 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 massive that is it even considered an Easter egg at this point? <laughs> It's um, a it's a ship. <laughs> it's now it's, it's ship, right, right. I mean, are we cool with spoilers now at this point? Well, we, yeah. we, we we this oh, this whole episode yes. we we it's already Anakin, talked about. It's Anakin's ship, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, at <laughs> first, I thought it was a pod, and I was like, are are they going to give fucking Mando a pod race? That's so disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> but when Mando was, um, first of all, can we call him Mando now because he's technically not Mandalorian anymore? But well, um, he's been exiled. That's his name. I mean, oh, we can call him Din Djarin, yeah. I guess, but he's still yeah. Mando. Mando's a let's nickname. Just, let's just stick with Mando. Agreed. Yeah. So with Mando, you know, when he's going, he's test driving this thing, and he's going in between the canyons and all that. Sick. That, Sick you know, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie to you guys. For a split second, and maybe a minute, I actually wanted to go revisit Phantom Menace. 
<laughs> oh Jesus! I'm not even kidding. I'm willing what? to go. I'm willing to revisit Phantom Menace, even if it means dealing with fucking Jar Jar. Okay, just for that whole pod race scene and all that. It kind of took but, me back. But that's what we're talking about, right? That is that these are are, are planting seeds that are going to make you want to revisit some of these other episodes, right? Even yeah. if it's just for a scene, maybe the entire film. It, it's just a callback to all of that kind of stuff. Well, right? And I and I think in doing that, one thing that like in the same way that they did with the new Spider Man movie, I feel like they kind of did things in a way where like you kind of. Okay, maybe you're willing to give the other lesser installments a chance, yep. like or it kind of redeems them a little bit. I'm like, all right, cool. I guess that kind of that kind of redeems that other movie, or that kind of does this and not. So it's just kind of like, all right, cool, all right. So it, in a way, it kind of works. Uh, it's insane. Okay, all right, cool. Maybe maybe it makes us realize that there was a bunch of cool shit in Phantom Menace, you know? So like. Mm. In, I yeah, still don't and, think so, but yeah, but okay. and also like Disney can just say at the at the end of this episode, like, hey, you watched Book of Boba Fett, now watch Phantom Menace. Like it's all on Disney Plus. So yeah. it's like they yeah. don't care. Like yeah. they just it's a marketing tool for them. And it's like well, yes, yes. I think in the same way it's kind of doing it because I think there are there might be a brand new generation who are just being introduced oh. to Star Wars mm-hmm. with shows in the same way that a lot of new fans were being introduced to the Ghostbusters through Ghostbusters Afterlife, right? I so told now you, gonna, Alex. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. No, it's the same <laughs> tie it in somehow. No, it, it seems to be a Hollywood cliche now. You know, they're using all these, like, you know, springboard slash sequels <laughs> as spinoffs yep. as springboards to kind of, in, instead of push you forward, it kind of like slingshots you, right, towards the back so they can, like, go poof, propel forward after that. But um, does that make sense? But yes, yeah, so, so it seems to be a common theme in Hollywood now. It's, it's like when like, I, no, no, it's like when I watch Ozark and there's like that like one minute before that catches me up. <clears throat> I'm like, okay, thank you. <laughs> now yeah. I know what happened. But, but now you kind of want to go back and be like, exactly. all right, find out the details and sort of thing. So I, and they're doing that. I mean, but you know, with Mando's uh, episode five, man, yeah, I, I, it really gave us, it finally gave us insight as to the potential direction that season three of The Mandalorian is going to go in. And that said, I'm very much looking forward to it. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's going to be Bo-Katan coming for the sword. Yes, We're probably exactly. going to have some Ahsoka in there. We're gonna, definitely going to have Boba Fett. I mean, like. There's so- going to be some infighting. There's going to be some Civil War stuff going on. Mando is going to go stunt on them hoes. All right. <laughs> and so, like, and, and who is, you know, who is around from episode seven? that could maybe appear in this in these series you know like like a character they've talked about like it would spin be a possibility potentially like do you see anybody in in this keep in mind that like the episode seven is essentially about 30 years right 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 jedi and i mean so yeah he's so he's far ray and them are they like in their 20s are they are they where are they yeah yeah Yeah, i think yeah so. so So yeah, maybe so, maybe Oster Isaac, but then he's going to be he's doing Moon Knight, which by the way looks fucking dope as shit. Um, yeah. But um, I, 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 he doesn't have he doesn't express any interest in coming back. So I don't know. Well, I I think maybe it's I, Chewy, right? Just fucking Chewy. That's it. I, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm fairly certain it's going to tie in somehow into the whole Obi Wan thing. It's all going to tie in somehow. Um, I don't I don't know if if maybe in the Book of Boba Fett or even Mandalorian season three they'll like introduce characters that are going to be like 
younger and during the obi-wan show you know kind of thing mm-hmm. um i don't know it'd be, it's, I'm, I'm just i think one thing we've learned in the past couple of years is like i'm kind of done trying to um predict yeah where right yeah yeah he's gonna go because every like nine out of ten times every time i try to like figure stuff out it's not gonna go in that direction that's the whole point of having a podcast manny is to just fucking predict yeah, yeah, but it's just like I'm just so disappointed each time. It's kind of like you know all that buildup for prom night, and then like next thing you know, you're just still going home, just beating off to yourself. Um, but it, it kind of feels like that. It's, you know, the same feeling with Wandavision. You know, remember every episode we were kind of like, oh man, ooh, totally, it's gonna do this next thing. Like you know, and then Feige was like, no, nah, fuck off. <laughs> no Mephisto, no Mephisto for you. No Mephisto, <laughs> no, but uh, no Mephisto. We got Boner instead. Ralph Boner, but uh, uh, Ralph. <clears throat> <laughs> Instead hey, of Mephisto, uh, we got the boner. We got um, oh, no, we got the Mephisto up our butto. That's what we got. <laughs> oh, but, um, yes. I, I think is, is there anything else we want to talk about about Mando, or should we scooch to the next topic, which is some DC no, stuff? Think... Since since we got you on, Manny, like I think this no, is no, great... no. Let's move on. I think okay. I think let's just keep let's keep it going, but because I think this is not the last of this conversation about that show. No, no, no. no. Well, we, we obviously have a lot more, and once it ends, I'm sure it's going to end on a cliffhanger, and we'll chat and about plus, that. Plus, we don't want to like you know like blow our load too early on like on this topic right we want the fans to keep coming back to for other episodes that's right you know that's the whole that's the whole plan you know so alex wanted to talk about some dc stuff dc has a whole new slate of things it's just the dc yeah. 2.0 right or 3.0 right. or whatever whatever it is so what yeah. do you want to say to the people man i'm curious well you know i i have to apologize to dc i really thought they had completely shit the bed right marvel had completely overtaken oh, them oh. in terms of storytelling tying in stories, characters, et cetera. But DC has had two recent uh, uh, shows that have just elevated their game. You know, one of them was a Harley Quinn animated series, which was, if you haven't seen it, fucking fantastic. fantastic. She is just a character all into her own. And then this new uh, show, The Peacemaker, with John Cena as the lead, is absolutely brilliant. That and the Suicide Squad. How can I forget, of course, the Suicide Squad? He, he, they're just fantastic. All, all three. I said two, three. three. Yeah, the film, the two Pretty much everything since the low point of Wonder Woman 1984. Yes, yes. They've completely redeemed themselves, and they're going in a different way. And I think it ties into their sort of, you know, darker without being, you know, emo type like the, you know, past uh, Batmans have been, right? Weak stories, etc. They, they are going in a different direction. I, I'm an 80s kid, right? I love gratuitous violence, a nudity, all that kind of shit. You know, a titty shot here and there, never yeah. hurt nobody. Not DC, sack, you know. DC, comic book material does not have to be aimed for children. No, no. And and oh. that's what they've discovered with this, certainly with this Peacemaker show and 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 the, the two items I mentioned prior to that, Suicide Squad and the Harley Quinn film or, or, or show are just absolutely brilliant. And gosh, how could I forget the fucking The Birds of Prey, the Harley Quinn standalone film, Birds of Prey. So you got four things right there that just really started going in a different direction. I realize they're, they're, they're suicide squad tied in, et cetera. Mo- most of it is certainly anyway, but it's that kind of humor. It's that kind of like adult themed. It's that, it's like I said, the titty shot, the, the, and this one, if you haven't seen the latest, uh, uh, episode of Peacemaker, a fucking gorilla gets killed by a chainsaw. I'm just telling you, there's a scene, a gorilla gets killed by a chainsaw. 
fucking fantastic. Yeah. Don't expect it for it to happen. The humor in it is so much better. It's so much more adult. And, and I think that DC really has something here. If they could do like Marvel has done, like Disney has done with, with, with Kevin Feige and, and, and then John Favreau on the TV show side, being like these overseers, right? Making sure that things tie into each other. If they can do that and, and, and have like maybe like a James Gunn do the TV show side, have somebody doing the movies and, and really pull everything together. My God, I mean, maybe it's because I've always been a bigger DC fan than Marvel fan, but yeah. I really think they've got something here. I, I don't think I have laughed as hard or been just had so many oh shit moments as I've had recently with this Peacemaker show. You know, I completely agree. I completely, however, we can't dismiss what Snyder did with the Justice League with Snack with the four hour version of it, though. Uh-huh. Right, right, like right, that, right. That I'm the like, square, okay, the square one, I, right. Well, yeah, because I was like, man, I with what he did with that movie, I'm like, I would, wouldn't mind seeing where else they this can go. Yeah. That said, that doesn't mean it can't exist within the same world as the peacemaker. You know, like it can all exist within the same world. It's just like just like you get a, 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 a group of people, not everybody. They all belong to the same club, but not everybody in that club is going to have the same personality. But they all come together at some point, right? So who's to say we can't we can still have PG 13 stuff? Sure, and then like sure. on the side, we have that one character. Like let's say Deadpool can still exist in the MCU. Right. And when 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 he's in the MCU movies, maybe he's not as vulgar or anything, but when he's off doing his own stuff, then he can be completely off the fucking and and, and hell, it doesn't have to be right? vulgar or or what have you, but it's just better storytelling. As, as much as I can appreciate the four hour uh, Snyder, you know, uh, uh, release. I, I, I still, I still think there's an opportunity there to do so much better. T- to me, it's going to be very telling what this new Batman is like, what it really is like. Mm. It looks fantastic. I mean, it looks oh, fucking yeah. unbelievable. I, you know, I will say though that the more, okay, first of all, you guys know that I have a boner for anything Batman, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, of course, I'm excited about this. But the thing is. I'm like, as far as the tone of it and everything like that, I feel like we've seen it already, you know? Maybe, I, maybe. Yeah, I've, I've, if I, if what, I, if what are, you, are you talking about referring to like Reed, the, nine, the, the 89? If, if there is one more scene where we see the death of the Waynes, I'm going to lose my fucking shit. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. If we see pearls go, fall into the floor, yeah. We yeah. don't have to go back to that anymore. What well, You know, we can do yeah. Batman stories where like he's already just like halfway into his shit already. You know, and we know we already know the backstory. Well, here's the thing, and and, and I and I heard this on an unrelated topic, but 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 it it fits into this is the idea is there's a lot of people that don't know it. So this whole thing of like, why is Batman the way he is to this new generation of people? You know it, I know it. Anybody who's fucking read a comic or seen one of these movies in the past 30, 40, 50, 60 years knows it, however long Batman's been around. But the idea is, and I don't agree with it. I don't agree with it. I, I would rather be like, okay, Batman, he's a fully formed character. Let's fucking move on. But there's always going to be that desire to say, hey, by the way, this. You know, I, I mean, it, it doesn't make it right, but I understand why they're doing it. I, yeah. I get it. But, but but they can always just say, hey, yeah, my parents got killed, dude. That's why I yeah. do it. Just let's it, move on. But yeah, I do but think in this movie they are doing that. It seems like they're jumping right in, like in year it, it two seems or like, year it, three. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. there's not going to be an origin story. It's not an origin oh, story. I, we don't have to like see it. that anymore. And I think, um, 
you see we know enough about batman we know about it enough about his motivations we know what makes him tick when why he's doing what he's doing so if they kind of make the movies they kind of center around more about the villains because a, a hero will only be as good a hero if the villain is just as good or even better you know yeah. what i mean so yeah. is because what's the point of having like a strong ass hero if you know if the villain is just like a, a bank robber like you put superman oh his job is to stop these bank robbers you know like i'm like fuck you know we it's want like, somebody who can actually outsmart them this you dude know? could fly and break through yeah. buildings and burn, <laughs> burn you with his eyes like i think he's a little overmatched so the world of batman is so saturated with such three-dimensional villains so much material and i feel like we have not even begun to explore that yet and one thing that i am excited about the this matt reeves version is that like okay i see the potential for them to explore more of the riddler more of the penguin more of this and kind of lay down the groundwork however the issue that i have with all this other stuff right now is like wait so the batman has nothing to do with this new reboot that where michael keaton's going to be in the flash and yeah and and it's kind of like and i I think in that aspect i'm like i'm kind of i'm kind of stuck in between two worlds where like one i wouldn't mind seeing like you know these comic book characters exist where they're like one shot movies kind of thing right but then like you're going to release one batman movie like this and literally a few months later you're going to release another movie with a different batman and you're just like what you know yeah but i think there's a plan there there i mean at least there there has is to there, be I, though, but i, I think mean, there i think there is now mainly that's because what, that's what i'm saying i think i think marvel's opened the blueprint it's like yeah people yeah. people don't care about universes anymore they just want to see all of their favorite characters on the same screen and it's like i think that's what they're going for and maybe how they connect it they haven't figured quite out out yet but it doesn't seem like Marvel has all the answers too, right? They're kind of building no, it as they no. go. And it's like, hey, I like that idea. That works, you know, like fucking- no, they, they don't, they don't. Because, you know, like I've I've spoken to somebody who, you know, we've said a bit this, but I've spoken to somebody who- Yeah, writes, you- Or Marvel, right? But so like, they kind of, they're like, so the process is like, they have an idea of what direction they want to go in and all that, right? So they'll bring in a good writer who, who says, fill in the blanks, right? And then it'll be like, and then it's up to the writer to figure out the, what road to get there kind of thing right so they kind of give the writer leeway however when another movie gets introduced so like let's say dr strange 2 right mm-hmm. i will tell you guys there's a reason there was a delay they, oh, they yeah. essentially reshot like the last third of the movie right so because now they have other characters, other potential movies that are going to come out no we have to go back and reshoot shit so that it can tie into that later you know, so that's where they kind of like that's where the writers kind of lose a little bit of the creative control kind of thing. But I think DC could follow suit in that way. If they bring everybody they kind of bring on board, they say like if they have like a basic understanding, a shared vision of the world, right, that this exists in, then they can kind of really come up with something good. And then that leads to well, some characters could have a PG-13 movie. Some characters can have a hard R. And, but that doesn't mean they can't exist within the same world. I, and I'm curious to see how they, how they bring in like, 
because I'm glad you brought up Flash because Flash looks awesome. Like that little whatever. It was a very short preview, oh, but it yeah. looks. And I have and I have faith in that director. Oh, for get, for yeah. sure, for yeah. sure. And to bring in Keaton somehow, especially because you see the cowl, you see you know, it clearly was him, and that's his universe. So is Flash going to be the dude? Is he going to be the the Loki who stabs? You know, like. So cl- clearly that's what's missing right now. That's our, you know, how does that, how, how Mandy, to your question, how does Pattinson's movie tie in to this Batman universe that they're building? Cause you can't have this awesome standalone Batman movie with all these awesome new characters. It's such a dynamic, like you said, you're talking about 3d. I think this thriller is going to be like fucking 8d. Like this, this dude is going to be so like, you know, uh, who, what's the director of the uh, Batman uh, Reeves, right? And mm-hmm. didn't he do, um, fuck, I, for, I forgot like the, the true crime movie. This is like kind of like not based off of, but it has very, it, there's a lot of similarities there. Maybe I think it's Zodiac. No, uh, 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 that was David Fincher. That was okay. That was Fincher. Yeah. So there's, I think there's a connection between some sort of movie like that and this one, because it's, they're, they're, the villains are going to be nasty and clever and out witty and smart and i'm looking for I, that's what i like I, i'm really looking forward to this particular movie and see how they go with that but i want to see how they tie it in too with flash and what's Reeves going on is there. known for the planet of the apes All films planet cloverfield movies, which are mm. fantastic oh, cloverfield planet, look, man planet of the apes movies you know the planet of the eight movies i w- grew up watching the originals the one with charlton heston then you get like return of the planet of the apes escape from the planet of the apes Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. I, I watched them all, right? And yeah, they were cool, right? But what they did with this Planet of the Apes movies, I'm like, I'm really, really into it, right? So I think he did a really, really good job at um, making people love that franchise, right? And then you, you go back and then you appreciate the originals even more. So Reeves, I when, they, when I heard it was Matt Reeves doing it, I'm like, okay, I have faith in this guy. I, I think he knows what he's going to do. So I will hold my judgment about what I think is going to be good or not for the DC stuff until I watch it going yeah. forward. Be like, until I watch it, I will hold my judgment. Right. And then I'll give it a chance. I will give it a chance. Right. And that's where I'm at. That's a good place to be. I mean, there's not much you can do. It sounds like a man who's not too confident in his team. You know, like that's like, uh, I'll believe it when I see it. Like, I've been changed. I've been I've been changed, man. I've changed a lot in the last year, I think. Um, but yeah, by the way, I I, I just want to just for a quick moment, I just want to say how f- much fun it is to be talking to you guys right now after no so so long. And you I have had one of the roughest goddamn weeks I have had in a long time. So being able to just sit here talking to you guys for like X amount of minutes, it it has helped get my mind off of things. And I will say, like, even as my daughter sits, lays in bed, you know, a few uh, feet away with a fever sleep because of COVID, right? By the way, you know, full disclosure, I, got, I have COVID right now. We're like isolated in our camper in, the, in our driveway in the front yard. Um, but, you know, yeah, after two years of working in healthcare, it, this, this thing, it finally got me, right? That's where yeah. you got it, you think? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't go anywhere. Yeah. I, I go to work and I come home. That's nobody, it. No, nobody around you that was sick, no one in... You could point work, to that. Oh, at work, dude. At work, I mean, employees are falling one after another. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just getting you know, like, 
yeah. COVID, COVID's coming for all, and yeah. then you so, will all be immune. We are functioning in our department. We are functioning under 50% staff, you know? Damn. So, like, some come back, others leave, you know? Like, yeah. it kind of goes like that. It's like whack-a-mole, pop, 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 one after another. And it was only a matter of time before it got me. And I was just, gotcha. and my biggest worry, my biggest worry was that, like, I was going to bring it home and give it to my kids because I have two kids. I have the twins under five who are not vaccinated. Right, right, right. My daughter, she is vaccinated. But, um, you know, it's... It, you know what, what are you gonna do man but anyway I, I started coming down with symptoms on monday and i got secluded right away on the camper and surely enough on what was it yesterday my daughter there she goes and joins me in here now <laughs> and uh, the rest of the family they're they're all fine just for, for now at least they're gonna retest in a couple of days just to make sure but anyway enough about that i'm just gonna say it is so fun to be able to talk to you guys for a Good. little bit and just my mind off of things. Good, man. I'm glad. Um, and I think with eight minutes left in our Zoom meeting, I think it's a perfect time to move over to show recommendations. Mm. Um, and I think, uh, Manny, since uh, you're on, let's, let's start with you, man. Give me, give me a show recommendation. Um, it a show in, recommendation. It can involve COVID or not. It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, one thing, they've, I saw a research study uh, or or a survey i don't know i don't know i don't even know how much credibility this survey has or research has you know it's not peer-reviewed but there is a reason that people like gravitate towards horror movies or horror shows in stressful times right there's a reason because horror movies they will give you a certain release a certain sense of adrenaline it releases certain like i don't know hormones in your head or whatever I don't know what to call them. I'm, I'm not. I'm not a man of fucking science, right? But there's a reason that people gravitate towards horror in very times like these that we're living in. Anyway, so when I get very stressful, I will either go towards cheesy action movies or horror movies. That said, Alex, you and I have spoken about this. I actually, because I'm you know secluded here in this camper, I revisited uh, super uh, paranormal, paranormal, that Egyptian show that takes oh, place. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. On Netflix. Okay. Yes. So Paranormal is based on Egyptian books, and it takes place in the 1960s. And it is about a guy who's a professor. He's a college professor in Egypt. And he, I guess he's um, not clairvoyant, but he's uh, open to the supernatural, right? He's exposed to it. And it, it revolves around that. And there's all sorts of hauntings and everything that happens to him like throughout the show. And yes, it is Egyptian. There's subtitles, but it is so well done. If you're a fan of the genre, I think you will very much enjoy it. It's called Paranormal, and it is on Netflix. Love it. Uh, you know, uh, it always fascinates me that world. Um, so, I mean, maybe maybe Brendan Fraser can actually come back and be the mummy. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's looking rough. So that's on Netflix. You said right? <laughs> yeah, on Netflix. Okay. Yeah, Paranormal sure. on Netflix. All right, Alex, you're up, man. Well, I don't know if I give us a recommendation so much as people have been talking about it. It's called Archive 81 on uh, Netflix as well. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I almost that watched that the other you day. You know, uh, I mean, it, it's, <laughs> it's, you know, check it out, right? People are, is it good? Is it worthwhile? Listen, you know, you never know. You might love it. Uh, I, I, I have my opinions of, of it. I'm not going to dissuade you from watching it. It, it, it's it's a it's an interesting uh, film about a, a an occurrence that happens in the year 1994 and fa uh, flash forward to uh, present times. This guy's trying to figure out what happened by virtue of these 
tapes that that uh, somebody that was there recorded at the time. So it's a little bit found footage type of thing. Um, you don't have to worry that it's all going to be shaky camera shit. You know, they actually go into ninety into nineteen ninety four, and 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 it's filmed as if it was happening right there, right in front of you, not through the lens of a, of a camera. Hmm. And what's happening in this apartment building known as the Visser in New York City, uh, there's a cult, there's time travel involved, there's horror, there's people going mad. You know, there's a lot of shit going on. It's, it's I believe, an eight episode series. Okay. Uh, some of it's going to frustrate you a little bit. Some of it is going to leave you going, what the fuck? That was that was crazy. You'll have some really great time. It's gonna be like a roller coaster, some ups, some downs, some excitement. You know, uh, I, I think it's all about at the end of the day, are you gonna to say to yourself, you know, let's let's get on that ride again, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, but it's worth checking out if you love any of that kind of stuff. Anything that I just mentioned, uh, Archive eighty one on Netflix. I, I, I'd be interested to understand what people's thoughts on that show are. I think that means that if you like it, he wants to fight you. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, but no, uh, no, no, it, no, it does, look, it does look interesting. It does look interesting. I will say, yeah, yeah. listen, it's number one on Netflix for a reason. Let's, hey, let's, man. let's see a lot of things. So is Coco Melon. Okay. So, um, okay. It's like in the top 10, too. Right. Um, so my, my show recommendation is, uh, on Hulu, actually. It's called Dope Sick. Oh, and, nice. Dope Sick is about the opioid crisis and it's a little Hollywood ish, but it's with Sarsgaard and, um, What's her name? Uh, Ahsoka Tano is actually in this. Uh, Rosario, <laughs> Rosario, Rosario Dawson. Rosario Dawson. And uh, what's it? Keaton is in it, isn't he? Keaton's in it too. Yeah, Michael Batman's Keaton. in it, and he is fantastic. It is, it is very well. I think it's. I I don't forgot who wrote it. Um, I don't want to just butcher it again. Just continually pick wrong names. Like uh, maybe Aaron Sorkin. It seems like it's up his alley, but who knows? Um, I think you're right. No, I think you're right. I, I think I, I think I am too. But it it was tremendous um and it was so so good that i actually was watching episodes on my phone like as i woke up because i was like i just want to finish it i was like on episode seven like or eight and it was really really good um obviously when you research the situation it's a little more um gray than the series makes it you know with the sacklers and with you know the opioids and with oxy in general but it's it's a show and it's definitely a show, but like you can see how um, continually that people in rooms make decisions that affect millions and billions of people and they really don't give a fuck about it. And it can go to Oxy, it can go to so many different things, but really it's the ultimate goal of like people make decisions to make money and they don't care really about the ramifications. And sometimes a series is gonna piss you off and you're gonna be like, fuck man, this is some bullshit. And then sometimes it's gonna be like, and then it's going to end and you'd be like, fuck, here we shit <laughs> like that. And it's, it's, it's really not a ha super happy ending for some people, but you know, it's, right. it's actually Danny strong, uh, who is who created the, uh, the show. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, actor. Wow. This, you know, fucking Wikipedia, you gotta love it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Take a look. The guy's been involved in a few things. I, I know this actor, he's like a, like a character actor type, but he went ahead and put this together. So anyway, that's yeah, it. So that, that's my show recommendation. Very nice. Um, Manny, you, what, what's up? Oh, two minutes. It says on the board. Oh, oh yeah. I thought you, to be honest, I thought you were saying peace and I was like, okay, he's got to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all got to go. Uh, yeah. And in, in, in two minutes. So those are the show recommendations we got. 
two Netflix and one Hulu. So just like usual, we got to make you pay for all these other things. But there's always somebody you know that has one of these things, right? Um, mm -hmm. and, and by the way, one thing, you, you know, Alex, you were, we have about a minute 30 left. I just want to make this quick comp. You were talking about the way DC is going, and it made me think of the, um, the Amazon show that um, you guys told me to watch, which and not the boys, boys. not the boys, the cartoon, right? Um, Invincible. Oh, Invincible. Ah, yes, Dude. Invincible. Dude. You finally saw, caught up to that one. Yeah, yeah, I, I watched it. Um, and you know, because I was on our website, and and, uh, and? no, it was fantastic, dude. I think yep. what there was one episode where, like, I think where uh, the dad kills everybody at the end of it, and that's how it ends. And I was telling, yeah. I think I was texting Manny, I was like, dude, that's how that episode ends, and it's, it's just. I, I think, think that was episode one, if not. It, I think it might have been episode one, one too. I think it's the. Yeah. I think it's one, and that's the kind of stuff where it's like I think DC sees that or like. So we can just do that like we're on hbo yep. max dude who can we can do whatever the fuck we want like, yep they're they're it, just figuring that out which is yeah. which is which is good at least they it figured good. it out it is good i know we got we got less than a minute so manny why don't you since you're here why don't you send everybody the farewells that you um, we've been craving and missing i'm i'm a little rusty right now but i'll do my best please do all right well you can hear us on pretty much anywhere that podcast can be heard uh what is it? Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Fuck Spotify. No, fuck, but, Spotify. Uh, fuck Spotify. Yeah. We're there. But, though, um, we're there. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. All right. It's been a pleasure, gentlemen. My name is Manny. My name is Brandon. My name is Alex. And together we are Valley, Valley of, of the Nerds!